0: Listen up, just because you get paid for pictures does not make you a model. A model is a system or thing used as an example to follow. A model is someone or something one aspires to become. It's an example. Modeling Success is here to assist talent in learning pride and true tactics for success in the industry Hello and welcome back to Modeling Success. I'm your host, Ryan Donatelli, and today I am so thrilled to have JP Powell joining us from the talent side of the business. Hello, JP. Thank you for joining.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: JP has 19 years in this business in the field based out of Las Vegas, Nevada, and JP, you've got to start by telling us how you even found this as a career. 19 years ago, this was not a thing necessarily. I mean, this is brand new to the brand ambassador career, um, but it wasn't even necessarily a job then that you could have full-time. So how did you get started and find the business?
1: So many flashbacks go into my head just now because you kind of forget where your first gig was. or you never forget your first gig. But um, I was actually living in another city at the time in the Northwest, and um, I, I had a part-time service industry job. And I was approached – it was actually guerrilla marketing. It was like street team sampling type thing cliche I know and that's where a lot of us started out and that was back in 2005 it was in the spring and it was actually during spring break this is so crazy I remember this and it was a beautiful spring day in the city and we were giving out um, free samples of Hot Pockets (laughs) was the brand then and that was for like four mornings in a row at like six in the morning at the corner um, outside of major businesses like the big bank in the city and then like corporate buildings basically. And then uh, there was one by uh, one of our corners was the um, by the courthouse. Um, I will never, ever forget that. That was kind of where it started. I didn't really know what it was. It was like a thing. It was just like side money, you know, and it was never knew about 1099 and stuff like that or W9, if you will. Um, and I can only fathom- Is this a new-
0: college campus?
1: that was one of the locations actually um it was it was giving out free samples of uh it was there was, it was a revival brand um it was like a hot pocket but it, I forget the brand it's been around for like a hundred years basically so that was like my very first thing and it was a gorilla it was we were allowed to be doing what we were doing unlike other gorilla you know street team stuff where you just kind of blend in and just whatever soliciting but uh, that was the very first uh, ba like gig that I had and Gosh, I was almost 20 years ago, so that's kind of where it started, and I did more of that because I thought that's all there really was until I realized that everything I was doing when I was enjoying concerts and events and other special, you know, red carpet things that those people or are- is what I'm doing now, like as a career. And it's crazy that there's so many different things to do. It's not just this or that. So
0: how did you find that booking? Like, how did you stumble into
1: that? I actually, it was, it was like, um, I guess the nutshell, I can explain it. It is kind of a members only type thing. You have to be brought into this world. And um, it's, it's, it was brought to me. It was somebody, it was a family member, I think. They just did it as like a one time thing. And they forwarded me an email. That's where it starts. You get forwarded an email and you're like, who's this? Well, no, because the
0: email wasn't even really a thing back then. No, like, think about no. It, I it started was like a carrier. <laughs> well, I started my agency 22 years ago. And I remember like, how am I going to find Jim Beam girls? How are we going to find these people? And I would be in fo- I knew I could train anyone to do the job that I needed to be done. But if I, I would go in Foot Locker and try on shoes, and if someone offered me insoles as an upsell, I knew, okay, this is a good candidate because they cared about their job and wanted to upsell me something, right? They knew they had me and they wanted to capitalize on that. And so that's what I was looking for, for sure. But it's come a long way because we didn't even have, you know, Google back then. It was asked no. Jeeves back in the beginning, but we're showing our age by talking about this, but <laughs> things have come quite a long way since then, right? It also yes. exists. It's more of a career. So now in major markets, which it doesn't have to be a major market, it can be St. Louis, it could be Columbus, Ohio, like everything is now becoming a major market and it can be a full on career, right?
1: yeah absolutely Um, again like we chatted before it's not for everybody not everybody gets it right away and or some people you know they gradually become well because a lot of now but like you said before you know there wasn't the whole just forwarding emails or you know just oh I know this person their credibility it was like nobody knows anybody it was just you, you show up at a place at a time at, with, a, with 10 other people that are as equally as clueless you don't know what you're doing until you get there some Sometimes so (laughs) it's just like you just get that bare minimum information. You're like, oh, because like even back then, like 18, 20 bucks an hour was like ridiculously unheard of almost 20 years ago. Even if it's a one-time thing, nobody like thought like that was a big deal. Or I mean you didn't realize that that was a big deal because you're so used to your like 10 hour job before taxes and whatever else. So it's just like you're like, wait, I could be doing this a lot more often, making a lot more money and not having to worry about the traditions of, you know, nothing wrong with having a clock in job, but when you start to weigh out and, you know, depending where you live and what you have access to, it's like, oh my God, this can be a career and not a job, you know? So again, it's, it's, you, once you're brought into it, um, it's another thing I don't, hopefully we'll have time to get into it, but I also feel like new BAs need to be nurtured and um, educated like unbiasedly about what really it entails and stuff like that so um a lot of bas like new bas even back when i started were never provided that or gifted that it's just you know you you uh, are given the bare minimum information and um i mean that's it sometimes that's all they you know they do it five times and that's it and they just go back to whatever job they're doing before but it's it's um it's definitely a luxury
0: I hear a lot of BAs say that, how do, I, how do I do that? I want to do that. And that's how they get in this business. They ask someone who's either doing it or someone who has done it and they want to do that. But again, the training is a, is a little sparse for sure, and they just are kind of winging it. Right. So we're going to talk today for sure and break it down. You've been doing this for 19 years consecutively. This is your full time deal. You are a career BA. You work every genre there is in the industry. So, from food to non ALK to ALK to entertainment, you're also in the casting world and production. So you have a ton of experience when it comes to booking, which is why I asked you to come on here today, because we need to really break it down and talk about staffing criteria first and foremost, and what is talent with their bookings? If you had to speak for all your people, what are they looking for in their bookings? When you're reading a casting or a booking, what is it that talent is, is, a, is attracted to? What is a red flag? Like What is the bare bones, just basic? AF that you can say of good and bad of bookings.
1: So, so to more specifically focus on the BA side of things, because that's, again, my, mostly my career full-time is what I do at uh, my hustle. Um, okay. Nowadays, because um, I don't, I don't want to talk about the past too much, but nowadays it's more. It's 100%. It's, um, it's just things are way more definitive. There's more of a structured system. Um, I guess I can just start by signifying like the whole trusted herd um, platform. And that's another thing that's try to even explain to like regular mainstream BAs that that's not a hiring entity. That is an outlet platform for all the agencies and all the land where they directly go to to see what you've done in the past, what you're capable of, what your certifications are, what your experience is. Um, And if you, more importantly, if you look like your photos, because there are agencies that will make you send a picture holding today's date. And I hate to say, it's a lot of female BAs that are so filtered out. They look like a cartoon. And then when they show up, it's like, okay. It's like, you think you're shopping on Amazon, you end up getting something from Wish. (laughs) It's like, you know, I hate to say it, it's not looks on everything, but if the, the client is looking for... a specific look and whatever it's a lot of discrimination no matter what unfortunately but if you know they want a blonde for this alcohol promo or um they, you know, or they want male or female BAs. That's another thing, criteria and stuff like that. But what they, what specifically now is just, if you, you have to have a uh, industry resume, not like the old traditional one. They want to know what events you've done, what promos you've done. Cause there's a lot of yearly staple ones. And then there's ones where it's like, okay, this person's familiar with street team stuff. This person's familiar with booth modeling and stuff like that. That's important because sometimes they're not going to bother with somebody that looks so good on paper for other stuff, but it's not relevant, you know, for a specific booking. So that's that's another thing they help filter out. And with like, if you have a um, an industry profile portfolio, think of this: like when if you're a model, and you know, sometimes they just want your IG or your model mayhem profile because that does everything that is required to just go straight through the bullet points. Um, For that industry and that type of criteria, if that makes sense. So for with the BA stuff, like you have to be on your hustle, like on any brand ambassador group page on Facebook, obviously. Uh, There's a lot of my friends and people I associate with that only have Facebook just for the BA pages, because that's where you get 90 plus percent of your work. um, And then everything else is when you're established, like through, you know, Staff Connect or, you know, whatever that have, like. 50 agencies on one platform um, that's also your your funnel and your your tunnel how to get um, booking and work for uh, look for booking I should say and as well as accept um, bookings when you're invited to you know wait like I said before waking up to emails and getting offered this and that this and that sometimes they're generic blast and other times they're for they apply to you if it's like a male or female position or stuff like that but to explain somebody to on the
0: Hold on, real quick. Talk to me about when the actual booking is available. Break down what it is that's appealing to talent right out of the gate. What is it you're looking for if, if you're going to apply for this gig or not apply for the booking?
1: I guess to summarize, it it, it first of all, are you does it apply to you? Secondly, um, like if it's a, a on or off premise thing, do you have the certification that like tips or tam card, whatever that state requires? Um, do you have that so you're not wasting nobody's time? Um, but say is that like called
0: out in the cast, is that called out in the booking of requirements?
1: Yeah, so a majority of, like, established agencies, let's put it that way, that are organized and have their stuff together, they literally break down, okay, this is, we need X amount of BAs for this big event, and or, like, say it's a live entertainment concert or something like that, they need people for directional, they need people for this, like, basic stuff that anybody could do, right? Not everybody can sit still or stand still, and not everybody can be a team lead, it's just what is your... What is your thing? So they look for what you've done in the past. They look for um, who you've been affiliated with, because, like I said, a lot of these booking agencies know each other, and sometimes the community. If they don't, really they see somebody that applied and they're not familiar with them, they're like, "Hey, do you know? Do you know this person? Are they legit? Are they reliable? Are they? Do they have a good attitude when they show up? Do they listen to directions? Stuff like that. So there's a lot of times where they just will cross reference with where where they see they looked in the past and be like, "Okay, is this person like? you know, a legit BA, are they reliable? They're professional, stuff like that. So they just, it's, it depends on what it is, but in a nutshell, they really do look to see if they're even relevant.
0: Well, we want to, but what we want to know is what, what is appealing to you in a casting? So it, location, certifications, pay, the job it entails? Are you seeing gender from an agency or from a brand? What is attractive to you as talent? What are you looking for in your bookings?
1: So one of the first things that we all do is we look at the pay rate to see if it's even matching to the job description. And um, that's the first thing. And then also the see because let's assume this in Vegas, obviously, so automatically you got to see if it's even worth it um, logistic-wise. And also, Um, if it's one day, how many hours, if it's a multiple day thing, because sometimes it's a weekend thing. um, You you do the numbers game in your head right off the bat. And then you look at all the other stuff. That's what all of us do. there's nothing wrong with that because that literally is just kind of, you got to make it, you got to decide if it's worth your while, you know, or if it's with an agency you've done a million gigs for and you're loyal to, which a lot of us are because they go to you first versus making it a a generic anybody can apply type thing. Um, You also got to remind yourself that, Hey, they're, they're coming to you, giving you first dibs first may not be the best pay, but it's something before somebody else. And um, that's something I always have to consider right away because that's how you get more consistent work, you know, and then, you know, you can always counter offer the pay. The worst thing that can happen is they say you no. Know, and there's a handful of agencies that I'm very loyal to. Sometimes the pay is ho-hum, it's the bare minimum, but it's they have a lot of work and I can't turn down work because a few dollars, you know, because it does add up. So that's the first thing you look at is credibility, the pay rate.
0: Yeah, you brought that up a couple of times. So is it worth it is what you said? What is the pay rate? You know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good. Help us understand what is not good pay?
1: So for the Vegas market, which is the melting pot of this industry collectively nationwide, it is a top tier city. You know, The unofficial minimum rate is 20 an hour. Even that is that's pushing it. And that's for standard B.A. work, a gig. And what I mean by that is your basic because uh, Vegas is, has a convention or a trade show every single week of the calendar year, pretty much. Um, and then now we have a lot more live entertainment and the sports and, and, you know, stuff like that. So the bare minimum that a lot of agencies knows they will not get away with is anything below 20 bucks an hour. And I would tell any BA that's new or somewhat established, but still like just only got stuff here and there because they don't have like a long history of accredited work in the industry don't accept low pay because when you do that you ruin it for everybody else you're just opening the floodgates for these agencies that are either known for doing that or agencies that are legit and are mainstream uh, no names but like mainstream agencies that are known for paying more but they'd see they see that they can get uh, away with paying their talent less it, it just all you do is ruin. You, you open the floodgates for that so don't take low pay it's not it's not being selfish per se, but it's like we're it's a it's a community. And when you when you accept something that's very clearly low paid for that type of work anyways, or that type of gig or event or whatever, it, it just that's it's gonna forever happen like that. And then you just gotta sometimes you gotta pick and choose your battles, but you just can't take low paying things. So the new norm right now is about twenty-five an hour, to 99 standard for a regular BA gig. That is the norm for a handful of things I could list off, but like standard BA stuff for trade shows, conventions, conferences, uh, for right now, the AWS is the last big, um, um event of the calendar year that's happening right now as we speak. And that across the board is 20 bucks an hour. Everybody knows, but it's like 12 hour days. So it adds up. But again, it's just, it's just one of those things that it's the last big work of the year for this, for, you know, that's yearly every year, like CES and JCK and all that. Um, that's, that's one of those times where it's okay to accept that. I and mean, we all do it. And, you know, it's the bare minimum. And how many but days
0: is that at 12? Five hours days.
1: Day? Is five, okay. uh, it's five. Uh, most agencies, it's only four days, but it, the, the event itself is five actual working days. And then the last big day is um, actually one of my babies that I managed for five out of seven years in Vegas. Um, it's a big replay party. And that's like what a lot of people want to do. And that was like, 28 30 an hour, that's the norm for that specific event. So that's just one example. So you gotta you gotta look at two up,
0: hour bar promo representing an alcohol brand. What is the low end for that?
1: That's usually like 35. Anything with alcohol period is about 35 for Vegas market.
0: Okay. And what would you say if you had to do other things like swim attire, take your shirt off, be in an environment that you are wearing, sexier clothing, less clothing?
1: So that, that would kind of fall into um, what we know known as atmosphere modeling. People have their own variations of what that means. It's, it's a legit position and role. It is 95% female. Um, and that's usually private events or something poolside. It is Vegas. You know, they always buy out a, a boutique club um, for that kind of thing. And that's like all the time. For instance, we just have the Latin Grammys and that's that's about a week long of private events special events special side performances and um that also has a lot of liquor promo stuff attached to it too obviously for uh, sponsorships of celebrities and whatnot um so for instance say it's just a one time one night thing it's a few hours and you know Sometimes they ask like, you know, assuming it's females that you be in high heels and done up, like you gotta look model less, obviously, because it's atmosphere modeling. Now if they're asking and or safe as for a guy, um, and they're asking them, you know, you have to be fit, you have to be a certain height, it's all this other physical stuff that you can't You either are or you aren't, you know, Um, you just got to decide what's worth it to you. Like, and if you're not sure, ask somebody that's established, that's done this a hundred times again, that you can, you can always request a a flat rate, a day rate. So that's, it doesn't matter how many hours, but you also break it down hourly. We assume by eight hours, but if it's like, say a flat rate of 300 day rate for atmosphere modeling or anything where you it's the uniform or whatever it's, it's more, um, I don't want to say explicit, but it's more, you know, you'd be more sexy, whatever. And if you're okay with that, it's nothing shady or whatever. It's just a legitimate, that's what the client is asking and they're willing to pay for that. You got to decide you got to, if you're not really sure what your worth is, you just got to ask somebody that is established and somebody that, you find credible that would, um, you know, promote a healthy number. Uh, But again, across the board, it's, if it's a day rate, it's usually like 300, 250 is the minimum standard for Vegas tier, but it's, you can always ask for more. The worst they can say is no, but at least you know what the bare minimum you're being offered for what they're asking of you. So, Um, and then for an hourly rate, it's between 40 and 50 an hour. Um, if it's if from what you're describing anyways, um, again, that kind of goes into the, uh, the uh, atmosphere modeling uh, genre of the BA.
0: And what are you seeing that talent is looking for when they are going with an agency? So if it's an agency booking, are you seeing any? background you know efforts done by talent our talent looking into the agency to see if they're legit if they pay on time you know what are you seeing on that side
1: that's an excellent question again going back to now now uh, nowadays anyways in this industry there's such a, 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 a really great formula for both sides so like us talent when we're're we're, we want to know if we're not familiar with an agency and they seem legit, a lot of it, especially you got to be careful. I always tell my people, the, sorry, the legal mind of me, I was like, is it an LLC? Because if they have a history of non-payment, that every BA's worst nightmare is chasing their money. Nobody wants to chase their damn money. And back in the day, it used to be where they had up to 60 days to pay. So who wants to wait two months? for anything, period. So a lot, because now the things are coming back and like, you know, Vegas never really fully shut down, but it's like booming now ever since post-pandemic. Um, a lot a lot across the board are now paying a lot faster. A lot of them are still staying to 99. A lot of them now pay like through normal methods like PayPal, Venmo, stuff like that. Some do like, they still go through like an ADP where, you know, they pay direct deposit through whatever platform or vessel they're using on their end for their, you You know, um, taxation purposes and whatnot. So you know, because they're business, so they have to pay a certain way to show that they're not just giving somebody money or whatever. But um, there's like again, trusted herd is the ultimate outlet and/or the BA pages where you can what I call skip tracing, which basically is just verifying that they're legit, they're solidified, they're not rebranded and that used to be called a different agency that had a history of being unorganized. They have a history of, of more importantly, non-payment or Acting funding when it came to payment time or paying like weeks later past what they said they would because a lot of BAs count on that. You know what I mean? Just like the, the talent counts on the booking of the BA to not flake or bail or not no show. You know what I mean? Because most of the time they've already gotten that funds from the client. So they already have a set budget. It's the same with us. So we go to somewhere and we're expecting a payment, you know, whatever that, because we're doing the numbers in our head, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so this is a two-day gig, five days, Twenty five bucks an hour. That's a couple hundred bucks away. That's going to pay my phone bill or going to pay for this. We already have it in our head, like what we're going to do with that money before we even start. So we have to just hope that they have they have credibility, you know, paying, whether they say pay within seven days from the last day of event. That's the most common thing you see. Um, And a lot of agencies are known like say, uh, again, no names. There's this couple that have their own app that they use instead of, you know, a text or email, stuff like that. You do everything through the app. So it's organized so you can see all your work history. You can see when a payment is being processed and when to expect it on your end. You set up your own direct deposit so there's no way it can be messed up. Things like that where it's self-serving. It's a self-serving type of platform. That's also another great luxury. And that, that tells you right there, right away, but they're already legit. They have their own app and stuff like that. So not just like a third-party entity, which is nothing wrong, but it's just, you you can always go to like refer to like trusted herd or there's another website I'm not sure if I can talk about but um, where you can just see if they're you know what their history is and who the owner is and um, other uh, what do you call it testimonies from BAs that sometimes they take it personal, they're just like really stupid, but other times, if you just look like an a, a, all the different testimonies, you can see specifically whether it's anonymous or not, like, okay, they had this experience, and you know, at that point, you got to decide is it worth it or not, and that's what a lot of BAs look for right away, is if it's make, to, to make sure that it's not uh, an agency that used to be called something else, that they've rebranded themselves over and over and over right. again, and they, they're just,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: so that's, I, I skip trace every single time if something pops up or because you're not going to just randomly get an email unless you were in their system before. I'm like, wait, I never, I never set up a profile this age, right. right, No, no, like dear sir, madam type thing. <laughs> Hell no. And how are
0: you getting valid? Like what is the validation process when you're on some of these booking platforms? What is the validation you have to go through that you, A, look like your photos or, you know, these women with the filters that you talk about? What process is there in these apps for that?
1: Like I said, um, even if there's an agency that doesn't, they don't go through trusted her, they're still on there because your everything they need to know about you is already right there at face value. And it shows like everything done. It shows candid pictures. It shows promo pictures. And a lot of it's timestamp or if they see a picture of you doing an event that we all know is at a certain date or time in the time of the year that that was recent stuff like that. So, Um, that's what I know they look for and they look to make sure you look like you, or if you have a versatile look that that's where sometimes they want your, like your IG or something like that. And a lot of people feel some type of way about that. Like, you don't need to see all of my personal life and like, you know what I mean? Be judging me like that. But a lot of times they just want to see that you are who you are. But it's like a lot of the the hiring process, even if you have that portfolio, when you do that email submission, which a lot of them still do, you have to send in a headshot, a, a side shot, a, bo- a full body shot. And, um, and of course, just provide your basic, like your height, weight and stuff like that. They want to know who they're hiring. Because if you're showing, you you posting a, your senior portrait and you're now thirty something, you know, and you look nothing like you did in high school or college or whatever, it just it's not that they are just are only hiring good-looking people, but they it's also it has to do with your credibility and it feels they feel like it shows some type of character about you if you're misleading or deceitful and you feel that that's how you have to get booked because you think you're not going to ever see the actual client because sometimes they're on site sometimes they're not but that's another thing is they want to know who who you are if they never met you because you never meet the hiring people 95% of the time ever. yeah I
0: was just going to ask you how many agencies have you booked with like just not names but just a number like about is it 50 is it 100 how many agencies do you think you've had oh over
1: 100 there?
0: and how many 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 people have you had to interview with at those hundred agencies?
1: I mean, off the top of my head, like lately nowadays, um, even if you're established, it's, it's sometimes you still have to do a phone interview.
0: I'm talking on camera. How many people do you meet before you get the job?
1: Very, I, there's lately now, everything's mostly been Zoom, obviously for obvious reasons, but even before then it was almost never. So like maybe a handful of times, I want to say that for like somebody like me, I'm already established. I'm not saying I'm the, you know, I'm the ish or anything, but I still have to like go through the process like everybody else. And sometimes they still want to do a Zoom call, even though they know who you are. They've seen you with another agency that they, they correspond with or you know, or they see your your uh like your you know, your trusted herd and they see what you look like and all your recent photos. Sometimes they just want like this type of interaction to see how you are in real life. You know what I mean? Because they have to they they have to take the responsibility of uh, be incredible for who they hire on the client's behalf, you know? So there's things like that, but I, I honestly, I've maybe done a handful of actual on-camera interviews in, uh, through the hiring agencies.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And with that being said, you talked about the credentials, like in Nevada, we have a health card. We have a TAM card. We have certain credentials that we have to have to work in certain environments. How often are you being asked for proof that yours are current and updated?
1: So there's like um, some of the apps you have to upload uh, these credentials, these creds as I call them, and, or certs, uh, certifications. So you have to have proof from the get-go in your portfolio if you're even going to apply for something that is required. As far as actually like having it on site, there's I hardly ever do like any food or beverage demos, but when I did... Um, Semi recently, or even before the pandemic, um, they just ask if you have it, and I mean, obviously, you shouldn't lie about it. But I forget about it because nobody really—it's not like a, you know, your your ID that you carry on you, like on the regular. Especially if you're not, a, you know, a server, mainstream, or full time. So not everybody actually even has it, or they do, and it's expired. But a lot of the times, they just ask if you do, or if you have something uploaded—that's the proof. Sometimes. You just say yes, and you're, you know you you get booked for something, and they never ask for it on site, whether it's the on-site the client is there. The casinos
0: actually do here. So we've actually had a girl go back to her car before working at one mm. of the pools to go oh. get it because they needed physical proof. She dropped it in the wind in the parking lot, could not oh. find it for the life of her, and they would not let her in. So
1: Yeah, casino property is different. Yeah, casinos different. I I was generalizing
0: they wanted him. Well, no, I was asking about agencies because at the end oh. of the day, the the sightings on you as a human, so mm-hmm. you're the one that that you know gets the mark there. But agencies lose as well because now we don't have the booking covered in full. Right, right. right. So- it is important for all moving parts to flow together and oh, absolutely. In, in general is what we're striving for. It just doesn't happen. So I'm constantly asking, but people look at me like I'm a little crazy, like they don't have it on them. What is that? But that's because I've gone through certain experiences, right? Where Yeah. You yeah, always got to gotta be prepared.
1: You got to assume, not assume the worst, but you just have to assume, you know? So, but again, right, I, that was
0: my next question for you is what is expected of a brand ambassador for prep for a booking?
1: All of that is explained in your, in your booking email, confirmation email, we call it, or whatever. And whether it's on an app or whether it's a traditional booking email, um, what your uniform is, what's your do's and don'ts, um, all that information, 99% of the time is so provided, there leaves no room for being stupid or showing up. Like where they say show up 15 minutes early. A lot of people are like, I'm not showing up early and not getting paid for it. Well, you're always supposed to be 15 minutes early regardless. Anything over that, sure, you'll be compensated. But it's just insane how like your your call times could be 1 p.m. And you already know logistically, like, you know, the casinos take a freaking forever just to get parking as it is whether you have VIP parking or not or valet or whatever. And then you have to walk through middle earth to get to whatever your rendezvous point is. Like you have to think of these things and give yourself time and be like, Oh, nobody wants to hear your dog ate your homework. Nobody wants to hear about traffic. If you're not in the hospital or handcuffs, nobody wants to hear it. Not that I wish either of those things to happen, but it's just, it's at least very little room to have BS excuses and you not, not be prepared, especially when you've been doing this long enough, especially with like say if it's on the strip like 90 plus percent of the work especially if it's at any of the um the main convention centers you already know the lay of the land you're local you know where to go where not to go you know where to avoid you know what part of town you're coming from you know if there's some event going on that we're part of the strip's going to be closed sometimes you don't always know until it does happen because it's not like the city tells the world like hey people doing things in life we're going to close off the road you got to be prepared for that but in most of the emails it always tells you like what to bring, what not to bring. The site doesn't have security for like, if you have bags or whatever stuff of that, which you should already know to bring the bare minimum um, for, you know, the ulcers for females, be makeup, hair ready, like not doing it while you're there or doing it in the car. You're supposed to come camera ready or whatever. Guys, same thing, be groomed and well-shaven, not looking a mess and get your hair done up or, you know, man bun or whatever they call it. Um, obviously I don't got that issue, <laughs> but, but I do have to shave my head every, every, five days till I stay, like, on point. So if I get a last-minute booking this in 24 hours, I'm not rushing and cutting my head and looking all a mess, you know, stuff like that. Guys got to groom and look good, too. Yes, you know, babe. we may yeah. not have to... We don't have to do makeup and stuff, but it's like we still have to take care of ourselves We have to make yes. sure our hands are clean. Hi. Yes, people don't think about that, and it's like you shaking somebody's hand or doing something, and they look at their like, "Who is this dirty ass person?" You know. So <laughs> it's just, it's just you got to think about just regular things that a lot of people. You know, their hygiene also tells who they are, too, or lack thereof, whatever the case may be. But in every booking, you know, you always have everything that you need to you should know. You know, Um, it's impossible to not come to whatever that gig is like not prepared or not. If you have to if you have to think about what to wear and you're not sure you think you're going to get away with something, just ask. There's nothing wrong with asking. If you really have to think about it, just it's better to ask than to just wing it and show up and like, um, you're not dressed accordingly and you definitely don't dress like everybody else. It was one simple rule or one simple request and they'll send you home for that, depending, I've seen it happen for something stupid.
0: Well, I asked you off camera what the most detrimental mistakes you see uh, being made in the industry regularly. And you responded and said, not reading, following fine print and following instructions. Yeah, so, that, if it's yeah, that, all being provided in advance, how often are people showing up to events that you're working with that clearly did not read?
1: So I guess there's so many things going on in my head right now. I guess I see a lot, and I don't mean to pick on any gender, but a lot of it is because girls get away with a lot more than guys do, obviously. When it comes to like a simple like work, because sometimes whether the, um, there's like a branded uniform or attire provided. when you get on site, um, they'd ask you to come in um, in all black or something like that. Sometimes a lot of time girls come in like leggings and it will say, do not wear leggings, wear black pants or jeans or anything of the sort. But if you have to second guess what that material is, or you're just like, oh, well, this would be fine because that's what they're accustomed to. Because every BA has black everything. That is our like our Clark Kent uniform. You know what I mean? Like we all Clark have a
0: Cheesecake Factory? You own white pants. <laughs> right, right.
1: Everybody has all black <laughs> shoes. Everybody. I don't want to hear it. Even if it's because I you have know, black like- Black dress my-
0: shorts, black skinny right. jeans, black tank top, black Converse, or some sort of black tennis shoe, and right. most likely and- wedges if you're a female.
1: Right. And like a lot of people know me, like I, I always wear hats, um, for several reasons. Some are personal some are just because I'm just always wear hats. And especially in Vegas, it's too damn hot. I'm not going to be looking like Mr. Clean sweating beads, um, you know, cause of my bald head and stuff like that. And plus I just always wear hats and I get away with it most of the time, but it's always just even a plain black hat and it's vented. You know what I mean? If I have to take it off, I'll take it off. But a lot of times they will say like, um, um, like if you have tattoos cover them up if you know if you have a really conservative client or or if you're working an event where it's um they just feel some type of way and you either accept it or don't if you accept it then you just read a freaking email but it's like people show up sometimes they don't have all black shoes and they have like some neon stuff on there sometimes they'll show up where it says do not wear leggings and they still show up with cleavage and or you know whatever they're just like they just came from the strip club or something and it's like you don't you don't look uniform as everybody else is there that follow the simple instructions simple stuff like that you know um well for whatever the case may be it doesn't matter there's so many different variations of why you have to dress this way and that way or come prepared and be honest about your shirt size when they have a uniform because sometimes they only have just that one for you and you say oh that's that's not going to fit well why doesn't it fit you said in your portfolio this is that if you gained a little weight then update it or vice versa you know what i mean you got to be considerate of like that they're providing stuff like that for you and you're not being honest about that either or you being nitpicky or you you know whatever so i've seen that happen a lot and a lot of people just come show up with this 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 mentality of just not caring. And it ruined, it kind of can ruin it for the rest of us, even if it's like 20 of us, which is often um, for like trade show stuff like that, or whoever, whatever your case may be. Uh, it's um, sometimes there's just five of you. And if one person like that goes, that's more work for the rest of us, because somebody either, you know, showed up clearly belligerently drunk or hung over, even if they weren't drinking before they showed up, they still look like the night before to the work, to the report, to the point where it's so visible that it's it's uncomfortable for everybody else and you already know that the client knows or whoever the on-site person is and stuff like that so I see that happen all the time it has nothing to do with being in Vegas it's just you know people have a certain life and that's fine but it's like show up to work to work no don't make the rest of us look bad because you didn't have all black shoes I'll bring some for you you know, there's times where I actually have two of everything pre-packed in my day bag. And there might be another guy there that just came straight from another event that didn't have the exact uh, thing. And it was just something as simple as a black T-shirt. I have a 500 of those. You know, they're always clean and How have very people, different sizes. So I call that
0: the promo modeling, like, kit, your emergency kit. How yes, many people yes, do you see have an emergency? Okay, your day bag. How many people do you see have a day bag of backup stuff?
1: Almost all of us, almost like, especially mainstream BAs, they already know what to expect, or they already know to be, have options, be prepared. And like, for me, my day bag is already pre-packed with the daily essentials. I always have deodorant with me. I have my little, what I call TSA size approved uh, body spray. It's not perfume. It's not heavy, but it's just... Whatever it is we may be doing, I'm not gonna be that one that smells funky, you know? So I always have my, my cologne Dione, uh stick. I have an extra shirt. I always have an extra hat. I have um I have acne cream with me sometimes. You never know if I get a cut or something. I ain't trying to look all nasty or whatever. I just have things that Toothbrush, people either don't like really same. think about yeah, and I have baths yeah. and gum that I like to – I have a community set that I will share with people. And <laughs> <I> have my, <laughs> and then I have my own stash because that I, that's a daily thing, a regular thing. Because you never know if you're talking to people, even when we – They when, don't some realize the vamp-
0: how close they are they're with their fingernails. I mean, honestly, it's like the ladies with the fingernail polish that's just – Left in the middle, chipped away, or nails are grown out. <laughs> or missing all together. Extra weeks, yeah. It's like all or nothing is better, you know. Just have nothing, just clean nails versus bad nails. But with all of this being said, what do you think are the true fundamental pieces that make a good talent member, like a good brand ambassador?
1: So, being reliable, being punctual. Um, have that's, those are probably one of the most fundamental things for your, your own credibility and, and also going above beyond what, even if it's a simple gig or if you have a simple role or if it's, um, just like if you're just directional or just doing reg, like registration, anyone listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, just, just it it in, in having a good attitude no matter what your role is or how low the pay is, we're all getting the same pay. You know what I mean? So don't showing up and acting surprised. Like you knew what you signed up for and just remembering what you did sign up for and having a good attitude about it because there are always people. I, there are always people taking notes and that will lead to your next booking, uh, quintessentially, but it's just, it's more probably just showing up. That's about 50% of it showing up. And I I always strive to be, if I'm not the first person there, i definitely won't be the last person walking up, <laughs> you know, type thing. I don't want to be that last person strolling in. So it's just showing up, having that credibility and really just having a good attitude. And, um, By showing up,
0: do you mean to show up and perform and be present and exude that, that well, theatrical yes. vibe that they want? Or do you mean physically just show up on time? All
1: right. That's, that's a good question. I meant actually both. So, um, show not not bailing out last minute or no showing is that will hurt you more than anything versus like showing up drunk or doing dumb stuff while you're on the job or, you know, f- you know farting off like on your break time, a lot longer ruining for everybody else. All those things matter and they're just as equally as annoying, but um, sh- just showing up for the job physically is like about half of it right there. So they know that you're reliable, they know that you're there on time and um, that will kind of just trademark for a lot of future bookings and then also of course performing as well too if it's something where you have to be higher energy and you're not a social person that's not for you if it's something where you have to engage with people but you're not a people person why do you why'd you book it just because you want money i get it but it's like sometimes you have to get out of your element or get get out of your headspace but you just have to know what you signed up for and remember that when you do show up so it's just reading the fine print following instructions simple things and um oh,
0: you
1: lost some of <laughs> the VAs out there. <laughs> but it's it's just this, it's the things that should become second nature, especially if this is going to become your livelihood, or even if it's just a side hustle and you already have but like can
0: a- But it can be a career. That's the thing. In all these major markets, it can be such a career where you are finally self-employed like so many people want. You work remote. You can work from everywhere. You can travel in your RV and pick up- Literally events in every city you drive through, you literally can. And as long as you can manage your money and perform right, it could be a full on career. Plus you can start, you know, your real estate or whatever it is you want to dabble in outside of that. If people took it a little more seriously, that's the only change I think that needs to happen. Have more pride in yourself and your own work ethic, then exude that and it'll flow for you.
1: No, you nailed it. You literally nailed it. Um, like we were saying a loose conversation before it's this this industry like even just across the board is not for everybody not everybody is built for it not everybody has a mindset for it and that's fine you know somebody said I didn't but somebody said some people are just meant to pour our coffee and they're okay with that they want that that boring ass stability that is fine because we do need people to pour our coffee sometimes or just pump our gas or whatever it is that, this, that are unappreciated and people are okay with that they want that simplicity there's, there's Then there's people literally going back to what you asked earlier The day, two days before I left back here, back home here in Hawaii, I had somebody that was so just in, in not enthralled, uh, was so just, uh, 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 just so intrigued about like what I do and like we're trying to figure out like, Oh, I see the always doing this. You have access to these live entertainment, these concerts and these fun events and the Raiders game and the stadiums, all stuff like that, that people are paying ridiculous amount of money for. I'm getting paid to be there and work there and it's still work, but it's also can be fun. And that's why a lot of people, especially in Vegas, which is the melting pot of this line of work across the board is you can make a career, but it's also, you got to, you got to figure out the system, which isn't trigonometry, but it's it's, it's impossible to explain the process uh, like in full detail to somebody that's on the outside. It's by experience. And, and if somebody is specifically bringing you in and under your wing and like you're helping them get booked, which is a lot of what I do um, still to this day, um, whether the, want to make it a full-time thing or not. It's Vegas, baby. Like there's nothing but this line of work. And it's every week, every day you wake up to emails of job offers, but you have to take it seriously. And you really have to just follow simple instructions. And once you do that, it just becomes second nature. And this is almost all that you end up doing. It leads to people finally, you know, getting the system down and opening up their own agency or doing their own bookings or collaborating directly with the client. And once they see like your experience and stuff like that, and they see most importantly, your credibility and your work ethic, there was, there will be times where you work one big event, like say CES or whatever, where you'll get offered a job directly with the client all the time, every time for whatever it is that they're doing. And um, that's also another big feat. It's like, you can literally go so far with this. Sometimes it's just basic stuff. Other times it's big events. It's everything. And, Um, I don't think a lot of people realize whenever you go to a sporting event, whether you go to a back to a school event, whether you're going – to, uh, uh, you know, like SEMA, the big car shows. Um, that's us. We're the gig workers. We're the ones that facilitate and provide that. And if without us, half these events wouldn't exist. So when people realize that and they realize that this would be a career, not just a fun thing once in a while, because we're not temp staff. We are career BAs. This is This is a livelihood for a lot of us. And when you realize that this is how you pay your bills and your mortgage, your rent, support yourself, you realize that you do take it seriously and you realize that this is what you got to do. And this is the system you got to follow. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Don't get comfortable. Don't get pigheaded. Don't get, you know, thinking that you are established and you have, you have, uh, what's the word? Uh, You're entitled. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people that like, oh, well, I won't work for that rate. Then don't, but don't ruin it for the rest of us. Or don't take rates that are so low that we all know across the board is not acceptable. You well, know and how I mean, so. you
0: handle that is everything. And I will say that because as an agency owner, I have had females mainly tell me I don't work for blah, blah, less than blah, 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 an hour.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's so fine. You
0: came to me. It, it is. You came to me, though, wanting a job. So you interviewed with us wanting a job. You, can, you don't dictate what you get paid. You dictate right. which jobs you take. In which exactly. jobs you don't, because as a ten ninety nine, you you work for what you want to work, but right. to dictate in that environment, there is a, a way to approach that, and there is a way to ask for what you feel you're worth with class. Mm-hmm. But the whole "I don't do this with that" attitude will disqualify you instantly in my agency owner eyes.
1: Yeah, I I agree that because your cause attitude- you because you- yeah cuz but you also you're you're a different breed because you you do everything. You don't really have uh, like a full a, a full-scale team. Don't waste people's time like you said cuz that's very important because if somebody assists a time for an interview even if it's for 15 20 30 minutes and uh, like with a with a big scale agency or even a non-big scale agency whatever and they do this all the time it's just protocol and you cancel or you have to like reschedule at the last minute uh, because you forgot about this and that or you just are too tired and i've literally sat and seen somebody do this and i was like and you're going to BS and lie to them because they don't know. You can say, sure, your dog eats your homework. But they're going to remember that. And that wastes their time because they literally could go to anybody else that wants a job. And anybody else can get that job. You know what I mean? And if you do that too many times, that also will discredit you as well. Just for little simple things like that, wasting the agency's time for just a simple quick uh, zoom interview or even a fish over the phone. Cause they just want to hear how you are and your personality, because they're booking a total stranger. You have to keep that in mind because they're, they're relying on you. And if you can't even respect their time, that's also going to count against you before you even get the job, you know? And they, again, they talk to other agencies.
0: Agencies aren't vetting their talent. They're not mm. meeting them. They're not. I get told every day that they've never had to meet an agency before. Sometimes they'll just yeah. book anybody. Sometimes
1: yeah yeah so a lot of these agencies just book anybody because they'll take the job and they just want to get that slot filled because the bcs the, B- the booking coordinators have one specific job they don't care necessarily who it is they just look at your thing you know, okay you've, you've done a handful of things you're available you're 100 committed for you know especially like the ones where they want to see they want to book the people first that can commit to all dates and times that's another big thing and it's like you can't pick and choose you it's it's like costco it's all or nothing so they'll book those people first and without even interviewing they're like okay cool
0: well they will see that happen. In their Instagram to see if the, their Instagram matches their photos they won't look yeah. and see like we do background checks we look and see how they're talking on their social media because if you're sticking your tongue out and flipping the camera off and that's what your public profile is showcasing of you you are not a model because a model is someone people aspire to become right. or that they want to be That is what a 3D model is of a building. That is what models are. Just because you get paid for photos does not make you a model. And it's driving me crazy. (laughs) How you perform, how you act, your work ethic, the pride you take in yourself, your body, what you put in your mouth. I mean, the things that come out of your mouth. All of these things are so valuable to you that you have control over.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And it is the, the epitome of your success. And so often people are just getting by by fake photos, filters, pictures of six years ago, seven kids ago, whatever it may be. And they're not showcasing themselves in the proper limelight. And then they show up on stage or to the event. And what happens? Now everyone's in a situation and they either choose to keep them because it's a body or they send them home.
1: Yeah. And that's why they invented backups. (laughs) Uh, Nobody. And that's another thing people are too prideful or too good to want a backup position. And I totally understand. It's just like some people don't want to do certain roles. Like nobody wants to do directional. That's like the bottom belly of the beast type, (laughs) uh, you know, position or whatever. And I totally get that, but that's just one example I don't want to get into, but uh, you know, just stuff like that. That's why. And, and sometimes even if they do have a backup, it's sure at least your your tracks are covered if something does it is a legitimate situation or even if it's not it doesn't matter why but a lot of times there aren't backups they don't want to pay for backups they're paying for reliability and even if you get yourself replaced with somebody that you did on your own sure you're making that valiant effort and that that as you should anyways because that's that's one less thing that the, the other entity has to worry about but sometimes they're not always the same status as you. sometimes they're not that they're not what they want even if sure you got yourself replaced even if it's last minute that still can come back to count against you uh, even though you made the effort to get yourself replaced for whatever the reason may be it doesn't matter to in their eyes. They don't want it, even if it's legit, like it's something that's was an actual emergency or whatever the case may be. is sometimes they don't have a backup in budget, or sometimes it's not what the client wants, or sometimes they're not as good as you. They're just a, like you said, a body. And if it's you were specifically hand-picked out of th- hundreds, if not thousands, of submissions for whatever the role might be, and they specifically want you because you're this person now, and you're you're what the client wants for whatever reasons, and and you flake last minute and by last minute, I mean, within 24 hours, even it's sure. Say you got, you, you replace yourself with somebody that you feel like is cool. Not just your friend, not just your homie, not just yeah, your roommate or somebody just is readily available. It's gotta be somebody that's an industry person or like a, whatever established, but it's may not be what the client wants. You got to consider that too. So it's just it's things like that. Again, there's so many different bullet points I can go over, but that is a huge thing on both sides of the aisle. Is you have to, you have to remind yourself that this, if this is your livelihood and this is your career. You have I'm to act you a, to
0: take it more seriously. You have you have to act accordingly. It's, a and, now. it's not a yeah. gig. Even
1: yeah. though
0: each booking is considered a gig for you. It is, is but it's ongoing. career. Yes, you should treat it like you give a shit, right?
1: Exactly. Nice. Yeah, you have to be considerate of other people's time because it costs so much time and energy just for, for even bookings. And when they have to, and they're in another state, they're always in another state. 99% of the time, the bees, the booking coordinators or whatever, the hiring entity, you have to consider the fact that they're, not, they're remote. They're not there on site always, or there is somebody on site, but it's like somebody like us, a third party person like us, just, you know, known as a team leader, the field manager, whatever that we're not with the client either. And sometimes the client isn't there or they are, but they're not, they have no idea who you are. They just know X amount of people are showing up for this time and whatever. They don't know all the details that we know on our end from the booking side of things. They don't even, sometimes they don't even know what our pay rate is. And that's another thing before I forget, never, ever talk about your money. Even if everybody thinks they know they're all getting paid the same, because like if it's on an app, never talk about your money. Because not always everybody's getting the same rate for whatever reason. I always counter offer the worst thing can happen is they say, no, even if it's only $2 more an hour, that's going to make so many people butt hurt. And it's, it's just, it is tacky. Anyways, never talk about your pay rate, especially, especially to the client or whoever the, the hiring entity is never, ever, ever, even if, and never talk about other work while you're on site. These are common sense things that I see happen all the time. And they say, it so freaking loud that the other, even if they don't really care, it's, You, Oh my God, it's just so crazy that people do the dumbest things while they're on site. Don't talk about your money. Don't be late. And don't talk about other work while you're already at another work or going off to the bathroom to get other bookings when, you know what I mean? Just that happens all the time. And I get it. I get it. But that's what your breaks are for, to utilize that time when you're not using company's time because you're getting paid that pay break too, 99% of the time. But yeah, don't don't ever do that. Don't talk about your money. Don't brag about what your rate is like, don't do none of that, you know, and don't talk about other agencies when you're working for Just keep right. Just just keep your damn mouth shut. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're going to have locker room talk and all that stuff, wait till you clock out and you're away from the site because you never, you never know who's listening and who's taking note of this. And they're like, oh, we don't want that person back ever again. Cause a client legally can't even approach you about anything in that regard. And a lot of BAs don't realize like, oh, I think I got blacklisted and blah, blah, blah. And they ask me, like, I know sometimes I do, but I, can't say i do and i'm just like well it's probably because you have a history of bailing for another gig the last minute or it's like a four-day gig and you bail on the last day and you, pre, you premeditatingly do that because another gig you book starts that day or the next day and it's like out of town that happens more often than i can even describe and i have i feel some type of way about it i get it but i feel like a lot of agencies know to expect it's always going to be one or two or however many people that do that for 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 instance, the number one thing I can think of is Comic Con. Everybody does it. That's one of the big traveling events in San Diego, Comic Con San Diego. Uh, Vegas is actually the most booked city of BAs for that event more than anywhere collectively across the board because the uh, Vegas career BAs and established BAs are the most traveling BAs too nationwide that will book that have, you know, the luxury to travel or they have flight benefits or that the agency's paying a uh, per diem for or stipend to help facilitate the cost of that. If it's like in a remote location, like ED, not EDC, um, whatever that is in, in po- outside of Palm Springs. Um, Coachella. Yes. Yes. Gosh, that was the other big one. Um, they, they book 85% of people from Vegas
0: you know over. so
1: yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. that's the week the following yeah. week right. yep exactly yeah. so but stuff like that
0: to, there's a benefit to that too because when you are in the same situation like place and you are doing a couple day gig having your talent team right there they won't be late they're not going to call off like there's other things that that come into that right so as an agency owner, you also know that these people are going to still be there on day three and day four when it really matters. So. Yeah,
1: that's another thing, especially if you're traveling and you're out of pocket. I get it. If you can afford to work at an event out of state, don't even try to do this last minute crap. Because another thing the agencies <laughs> are relying and hoping on is that you um, that you are able to, that is feasible for you for whatever it is, if you have to couch surf or whatever, but if you're relying on other people for like, for mobility and, or, uh, you know, carpooling or, cause I see it happen all the time. If, and then that sucks. If you're that other person is also booked, but they're booked with somebody else and not you. And something happens where they cancel, they get canceled or they get let go, or it's not the same. You like, don't do that. Don't rely on that. I mean, that's rare that it works out and that's great. But you can't you gotta be self-sufficient first and foremost. Don't ever rely on another BA for anything, especially when it's out of town. Do not do that. Do not do that. Do not do that. It never <laughs> it, there's something that will always happen. We should have called this
0: episode what not to do. <laughs>
1: right, right. But I'm just saying these are how this is how you're going to be successful. Is unfortunately sometimes people gotta learn the hard way. And I hate to say that. And I've seen it. I'm just like sitting in the corner, like this person is doing everything they clearly by common sense shouldn't be doing and they're doing it in front of the client. I won't get into that, but just little dumb things that, that counts against them. But, um, but yeah, there's, I, mean, I there's, think we
0: just need a brand ambassador, a little school, some certification, you know, something that gets these people all on the same page.
1: Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what I call by experience. When um, I have people that uh, the whole big thing is also referring they're strong referrals but you got to remember is sometimes you can't just refer a friend just because they're your friend or whatever. Uh, There's times where I'm not friends with somebody like as a human being, but I would refer them because I know that's what the client wants. And I know they're a good BA. They're reliable. They're professional. They may be a dick out in the real world, but whatever, when they show up, they show up and they, uh, they do whatever the task at hand is, whether it's something that is um, that may be a little salesy, like um, uh, uh, where you have to promote a product and it's, we're not salesperson, but like you have to, that if that's what the job requirement it is, you're upping a, the product of something with the client. Um, you have to actually care about that. Even if we don't care, you have to at least give the emphasis or t- t- the show to face value that you're doing what you're being paid to do while you're there, you know, to promote whatever it is. Like that one thing we did, that was one of those rare examples where I couldn't even call that work. That was fun. And I was with my, my fellow BAs that are my friends in real life. That's another perk about this industry. It's like you build friendships and network with people from all walks of life and That was so fun that night. I forgot we were there working. We were giving out free stuff. Everybody wants free stuff. And it was, you know, they're paying 10, 20, whatever it is to get in the club. And right away, they're getting free shots of Cardi B whip uh, whip shots. You know what I mean? They're already getting free stuff like before they even get to the dance floor or the bar, you know? Stuff like that is exciting. And it's like, you just can't do that with anything else. This is like why I love being a career BA because it's so many different things that you can do across the board. It's not just one titles not just one genre I don't think I would have
0: ever been at that club otherwise and I am glad that I went and that was 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 your first time there that was a beautiful place and then four hours later I was in the NASCAR pits
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh you can't
0: make this life up
1: (laughs) no yeah the variety
0: is there the consistency is there the money is there the money is definitely there is get all the BAs on the same page of how to actually become a really good BA. And I'm so grateful that you joined us today to cover some of those topics. I've got master classes coming out soon. Oh. So that'll drop for the industry where we can actually certify and teach these people how to get in the industry, how to do these things. And I'm so glad that you put so much on blast because it's so important and so yeah. valuable. And they literally could succeed endlessly in this and have so much experience meeting different people every day, different products, different environments. You can go to Hawaii and work for a week and book yourself. I mean, it is just. And I've done it. I've done it on a whim.
1: I've actually done it on a whim where I just was getting away. And um, I, I, uh, you know, going back to trusted herd or just any other platform, I update my availability. I'm like, Hey, I'm happy to be in this town. And I actually got an email last night for an event. That's um, a couple days from now, but it's like, you know, stuff like that. It's just, it's a luxury. It's a luxury, you know, and this is my hometown.
0: I think Facebook, the groups, the Facebook groups are the best things out there still till this day. Model mayhem is underused and undervalued. I value model mayhem all day long. I love the Facebook groups because you can validate both ways. Um, that is I, the number
1: one exposure. And that's the number one way I can tell um, when you were, you asked me about when somebody asked me about how do I get into this and stuff like that, you have to get exposure. And, uh, and I guess, I mean, I don't want to hate to say this, but a lot of it, it does has to do with your association with people, people mm-hmm. that not only have good credibility, but people that like this is their livelihood, like myself, so this is all I do. And I can't, it's not that I don't have a social life, but it, you know, this, does so much of what I do is socially engaging and it just, it's just never ending ripple effects that lead to other bigger and better things and, or more offers and stuff like that. Where like now I'm co-running things, you know, and, uh, but you know, I still have things
0: you never would have thought even to go look into. And now you probably know more about electronics,
1: Well, I've always been a gadget horror, but yeah, I'm. Learning, I feel like I'm learning a lot more about like the inside of the business and stuff that keeps the wheels greased, sort of speak. You know what I mean? Because yeah, a lot of BAs trendy. Yeah, a lot of BAs just you know they open up their thing. They open up the you know the the BA pages on Facebook um, and or trusted Herd and they go down and just start applying, applying, applying. And or, you know, whatever, like, or Staff Connect is another big one. All these things matter because your exposure is the number one thing. It's the number one thing how you got to get yourself exposed. You can't just sit back and wait for things to come to you. That's not how this works. I mean, eventually, once you're established, like I was saying before, it is a luxury that I wake up every single day and um, get emails of work offered to me you know what i mean i just all i do is i say yes or no and once once you get established and once you build credibility and it's the the most annoying thing from the get-go from somebody outside is you have to do the same thing every time once once okay but that's just like anything and once you set up your profile and your resume on whatever platform that entity is because sometimes the universals yeah it's just a, it's a ripple effect and it, sometimes it's, you just copy and paste or you just drop box your information it's the easiest thing it can be tedious but if if you one example, there's, I had somebody that wanted to do what I do, but they got so overwhelmed by the beginning process. I'm like, we all had to do this. I still have to do this almost two decades later, but a system's so much better now. It's so much more accessible. And I mean, I'm in the, but it's the, not one even the-
0: new material. You have current it's- photos of yourself. You have Right, but resume. no, it's
1: just a process. Yeah. They get over like, and I have to fill out a, a 1099. I was like, okay, don't you want to get paid? Like, you yeah. have to do this if you got, had a traditional job.
0: That is the one step you all will do. Right. <laughs> the
1: paperwork. Here <laughs> is my direct deposit. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta write about myself. Oh my god, I gotta. So, I was like, I get it. Not everybody has an impress, a pre, uh, impressive resume off the bat, and I get my it. Goodness, but you don't, don't want have many comp
0: cards anymore. That's that used to be the deal. Oh, my yeah. God. We are the so You have to, <laughs> to pay for those. So.
1: Oh, what the hell? Well, you JP,
0: thank you <laughs> so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, do you have any socials you want people to follow you on or anything you want to say before we go?
1: Well, um, and every anybody watching this, you know, I'm that guy on the BA page uh, for for Vegas, the main one. Um, so you'll see me a lot on there. And if you want to know how I have such amazing skin, I have my own skincare products. Um, number one in the world of kind so far for a decade now. So... Um,
0: congratulations. Where can I find your skincare products?
1: So that is actually on my IG. So it's www.secretdirect.com. So it's spelled like C because it's Dead Sea products, mineral products, and it's the only one where it's hundred percent all from Israel from the Dead Sea. Um, distributed out of Phoenix uh, for the USA for it's distributed by L'Oreal USA, backed by L'Oreal USA, and it's S E A. C-R-E-T direct.com backslash and what, which is my own little slogan. I've kind of coined that term since I was in middle okay, school. Backslash
0: ago. what? Say it one more time.
1: And what? A-N-D-W-U-T.
0: There you have it. Thank you, JP, so much for joining us. I will Thank be you. seeing you soon and we'll have you back again. All right.
1: Yes. And I'll bring uh, a trinket from here too for you.
0: All right. Thanks so much. It's been great. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us at the Table of Modeling Success. I am your host, Ryan Donatelli, and you can find me on all social channels, mainly Instagram, LinkedIn, and RyanDonatelli.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and meet us here every week where we will be discussing the actual happenings that no one wants to openly talk about in the talent and entertainment industry.